everyone. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for uh, listening to the podcast. And I'd really appreciate if you would also mind subscribing to the podcast. I know a lot of you are listening, but make sure you are subscribing. Feel free to share it and let me know what you think over on Instagram and Facebook at Jeff Gruby. It's about growing as a person. Your best is completely unique to you. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me on episode, I think, 22 of Fuck Perfect. I'm here with uh, Chris Kaufman. Uh, He has a master's degree in organizational leadership, uh, master's degree in STEM leadership. He's been a teacher uh, for 13 years um, all over the East Coast, I think in South Carolina and in Massachusetts. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, Chris. Thanks for having me. Um, and so we are living in interesting times, and I really wanted to have someone I um, trust and as a teacher to to talk about this. Like, because of coronavirus, I'm just going to jump right into it. Because of coronavirus, uh, there are, are so many expectations that I think that uh, parents have of themselves, of the situation, and parents have of kids. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, and what are your um, suggestions? Uh well, so yeah, it's definitely a strange time. Um, something that's never been done before. We're having to, to kind of make it up as we go and work together. Um, one of the things that, so I have, my, I have four kids of my own at home. And, um, you know, like you said, I've been teaching 13 years. I've taught grades two all the way up through six. I coach wrestling at the high school. So I have a pretty wide range. And um, teaching my own kids at home is nothing like teaching kids. In, in a classroom, it's, it's, it's impossible to make it that way. And um, even with my experience, my wife is also, she stays at home with the kids now, but she's also got a master's in reading curriculum and she was a teacher. And even with the two of us, you know, putting in the work together, um, sometimes it's, it's, you get to that point where you're just gonna, gonna break and you have to, you have to step back. And I think that that's one thing that parents need to realize is it's, it's okay. That's okay. If you get into that point, take a step back. These kids are, they're in a completely different environment. They're, they're learning a different way. You're teaching a different way. Guarantee we've all heard. That's not how my teacher does it as we're teaching. (laughs) And, and, and that's okay. What you're doing is, is good. Even if you feel like you're doing not enough, you're, you're, you're making it work. And that's, what's important at this point. Um, We got to understand that. Um, Yeah. Just keeping the ball rolling. It doesn't really matter the, maybe the pace of it. It's not, it's not going to be the same. Nope. And if they do, uh, if they do one or two, a a reading assignment, a math assignment a day, and even if you're looking and you're saying that was really easy, don't, don't push to the point where they're, it's a fight because then they're not learning anymore and they're not, they're not even maintaining at that point. They're just rushing through something to get it done so that, it's not going to be their best work and it's not going to be effective. And then you're just going to end up being frustrated. On top of that, you you can also create these negative associations to the subjects or yep. school in general. Be like, man, I just can't take this. Exactly. You're like setting up these future situations. Yep, exactly. And I mean, you know, we've got a lot of resources. One of the things that uh, I suggest doing is, uh, is contact the teachers. I know a lot of parents don't want to do that. They're thinking that they're bothering the teachers, but that's, that's our job. That's what we're here for. We want to hear from you guys. Um, we're not sitting at home, you know, in our pajamas. We, we miss these kids. It's what we want to do. So um, we like to hear from them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and how do you like, obviously, as you have a family of four and you're a teacher, how are you, even someone like you, who's you and your wife both super trained for this? How are you uh, ba- doing the balancing act? What have you noticed? Or what are the struggles for you? Uh, 
well, we take turns. So that's, that's, that's helped out a lot. I don't know how we would do it if it was just one of us. So power to those people who are, because mm. uh, it, it's, it's definitely a struggle. Um, for me, it, it works out because uh, I teach STEM right now. And um, a lot of the STEM directives for this distance learning is uh, focused on, you know, some hands-on activities that most people can do with stuff they have around the house. So I've been able to upload, we're doing, we do a lot with Google Classroom and a YouTube channel and things like mm -hmm. that. And I've been able to actually um, sit my kids down and we're doing experiments and I'm videotaping them working through the experiments as I explain them. And then that's actually the videos that I've been uploading. So it's kind of killing two birds with one stone for me, which works out really well. Um, the, the, the packets that the schools have sent home have been mm -hmm. great. You know, they send them home for three weeks. My kids finish them in three days, and then uh, we kind of have to we kind of have to figure out other things. We um, all the online apps. You know, you've you've got to you've got to try stuff out. There's so much free available that it can get right. overwhelming. Um, totally. What are some and, of your your recommendations for the top three things that you that you like that you see? Um, so I, I've I've seen Freckle. Um, I've seen. My kids have ST math that that works really well. Um, Mystery Science was doing a free thing for science. Um, there's ReadWorks and and things like that where you can get articles for ELA that interest the kids. There's thousands of them on there, um, and those are those are free. Things like that. Uh, yeah, and 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 the the schools have been have been passing out ones too that are specific to what they're targeting. Mm -hmm. I've, uh, I've, I bet you there's even like a, a surge in content creators on YouTube who have, who have created um, channels specifically around me, educational kids videos or activities. I know. Oh, they, absolutely. You know, I know um, uh, I'd, I'll, I'll, I'd have to ask what, what channel it is, but um, art uh, it, every day we do an art activity and it's a YouTube video. Is it the um, guy and the daughter? No, no, no. It's a, it's a lady that actually lives right here. We've, we've, oh, been, okay. to her paint, we've been to her paint nights a couple of times and um, that's how we, we followed her. And she, she just does a tutorial video and the video takes about 15, 15 minutes to, and, and she does step-by-step -step how to draw these, these characters. So far this week, we've done baby Yoda. We did uh, trolls from the, from the new trolls. Oh, movie. that's cool. Um, so, so it's relevant to what the kids want to do. And, um, and it's really cool. We did Sonic was another one that we did and, uh, it's step-by-step -step drawing there. And then they spend a little bit of time coloring. She goes into, uh, painting like on canvas. Mm -hmm. And we said, we're not, <laughs> we're not <laughs> around with that. So they draw in pencil and then they go in color and, and, and that's their art lesson. We've been doing, um, physical fitness, uh, a lot of go noodle, a lot yeah. of, there was a uh, jumping jacks. Uh, Jim, which I think his is paid, but there's a couple of free ones on there that are pretty good. And we kind of just um, kind of circle around and mix, mix it all up. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And it's really interesting to think um, about uh, you. There's so many, so much content out there and teachers kind of have already used some of it, but I think it also can put the highlight on some of the good things that were just kind of undiscovered or kind of under the radar for a while um like these like youtube kind of drawing drawing channels and that's kind of a an interesting i mean that's sort of how i feel about it if you look at the art they, they're drawing these characters like they could i know in art class when i was a kid we drew maybe with you too like we never drew characters we just which it was all uh very 
like draw an apple or draw these things like drawing characters was almost like not really encouraged right. but all of a sudden like oh you want to know how to draw that's no problem we'll just take this theme and that's kind of what i've been doing is like i have the kids do is like, okay this week let's choose a non-fictional theme next week we'll choose a fictional theme so like yeah. all week we could be counting pokemon or drawing pokemon or doing science with like that kind of that whole theme right uh and the next theme could be you know the ocean which is exactly what we did yeah <laughs> and then this theme has been like this last thing has been wizards so it's been like onward and harry potter and stuff right. like that right just mixed that's into the activities and it doesn't ma matter yeah absolutely and that's great and that that works for you and then maybe there's a parent where that wouldn't work and that's okay too it's right. just um like I said, we got to, people just got to throw everything together and see what works. And, and like I said, this is unprecedented. So it's not like there's a plan for this. Yeah. Uh, I will say one of the things that I, I'd like to see come out of this is, um, you know, every year teachers have professional development at the beginning of the year. Maybe take a, a couple of those professional development sessions and, and do some online tutorial videos of specific content that you'd be teaching in that year. And then mm -hmm. you can have that in your back pocket for, because maybe something like this never happens again, but every year we have natural causes that, that we don't have school, whether it's in the Northeast, right. we, have snow, we have hurricanes, we have tornadoes, yep. earthquakes. This is kind of the opportunity for us to uh, really test out some of these platforms to, to help that situation. Again, nothing's ever going to replace in class, in person teaching. That's, that's, it's never right. going to be the same. It's never going to equal that and it's never going to be as effective, but we can also kind of, mitigate some of that slide and some of that that anxiety that comes with missing school absolutely i think and yeah, that's a great that's an amazing point of being able to use this in terms of like you know hurricanes and snowstorms and snow days and and other cases where like hey i'm not available to go to school for whatever the reason is but my school is now online right exactly so, I, I mean, this is an opportunity for us to learn. Yeah, it's, it's a, obviously it's an unfortunate situation and definitely not something that we want to repeat itself, but mm -hmm. we can also take this time to, to figure out the kinks and see how we can do more effective instruction from distance learning. Yeah. And what would you say in regards to like, back, to, back on the first question of parents have this expectation of like, they're like, they have to be perfect or their kid has to be perfect or if the teacher even sends a schedule and the, the parents like you have to do everything on this list and you have to be just absolutely perfect even like from from that perspective also if you can share what it's like to be a teacher with the same expectations that the school has of you like right you know that's so, the same idea right yeah so there's actually a couple different parts to that so i'll start with uh, as a teacher um my expectation is that if I get 50% of what's been sent out back, I'm, I'm really happy with that. I know that the kids have been, it's really more about keeping them maintained, keeping them in that swing. So every year after the summer, we know that there's a dip and, and it takes a week or two for the kids to get back in the swing of it. Mm -hmm. And right now we're in a situation where if schools don't reopen, it's you're talking six months. And even if they do, it's really only another month until your vacation or a couple of weeks until your vacation. So how much is really going to get back into that maintaining of the schedule and the expectations of, of learning. So that's really important. That's more important to me than completing all the work. Cause I got to be honest with you. If I'm a teacher and I teach 
I teach STEM, I'm a specialist. So I'm sending things home and 760 of my kids are doing them. And if, if I send five things home a week and we're talking eight weeks down the road, I have to do five times eight times 760. It's, it's simply not, not possible. <laughs> um, so I don't want to see all of it come back. If, if, if someone's coming back with, with all of that work, they need to come help me grade it. Um, but at the same time, you know, we do want them to maintain. So, so that's, that's the purpose of what we're sending home. It's not to, to say this all has to be completed. It has to be um, perfect and, and, and things like that. That expectation is not realistic for, for a teacher to have. Um, as far as the other side with the parent, again, um, you don't want to push the kid to the point where they hate this and, and this is going to be a miserable time. I read something the other day where it was talking about in, in 15 years, adults are going to be sitting around talking about this and saying, man, that was that was miserable. That was terrible. That was a, the worst time we had to do this. And the kids are going to be saying that was the best time I've ever had. I got to spend weeks at home and just hang out and play and, and have fun with my parents and, and everybody there. and and that's kind of got to put it into perspective of how they're thinking and, and, and everything like that and not put the pressure on so much that it's. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking about that last night when someone said something on social media and I was like, man, but if I was a kid and you know how excited you got for snow days, granted not making a joke of the situation or light of it, but this is one hell of a snow day. And yeah, it's like, it's the ultimate, it really is. It's the ultimate snow day. And I mean, for me, my, my own kids at home, we have a schedule. And the schedule runs from eight o'clock in the morning until two thirty. Um, but realistically, built into that is already an hour and a half of free time, and a lot of the times that last forty-five minutes to an hour, they're burning out, and and that's okay. We get the majority of it done between eight and ten thirty, mm-hmm. um, and it's not a, a sit down and this is what you have to do. It's it's you know let's let's work on this. Let's try this. Let's test this. Let's have a break now. Let's do this. And, and it's really just kind of getting them to continue with the work and not necessarily finishing it. Yeah. You know, when you were telling me that, that I'm going to jump off of that, I wonder if this is part of the issues. Like, I think today, I think I might have talked to you about this on our vacations, is that um, I believe the trend in the last 15 years has been this hands-off parenting. This like... Um, well, it's been forever. Hands-off parenting being like, go play meant go outside. Now go play means go get a device. I'm exaggerating, but um, basically this hands-off parenting now is like, is flipping on them because now they have to actually do the thing that they've always said, hey, just go play, go do something. Now they're like, oh, now I have to spend time with my kid to teach them and do this stuff because they need that one-on-one. Right. And it's, it's so uh, interesting because before, it's like, oh, my kid has an iPad. They have a device. They're fine. They're fine. They're fine. But now you're forcing these, these parents to actually have this more structured relationship. And I wonder, and the, and the parents will also say, hey, my kid's overacting. He hasn't listened to me. I'm wondering if that will slightly improve because now they're having a relationship. They're setting up boundaries. They're, they're doing things. Everything is, it's like parenting is new to them now because they have to be with their kid. Right. And this parenting is obviously different. I mean, you're, you're, you're quarantined, right? You're, you're, right. you're, you're stuck in the house and I'm, I'm in the office right now. And this is probably the, the closest thing to, I, I can actually hear them running around behind me in the other rooms. And this is probably the closest thing to, you know, being alone and having a few minutes to myself that I've had in 
a month, but, and, and I'm sure everybody's feeling that same way, but it is, you, you really do get to know the kids better. You get to know the structure better. I'm sure you're going to get less of, well, my kid doesn't do that at home. They're in the parent teacher conferences now. <laughs> so yeah. that's uh, that's pretty interesting and it'll be funny to see how that goes. Um, but yeah, this is definitely something we're learning how to do and, and it's new for everybody. So, so, and, and thinking like that and being like, wow, I can't believe that this is hard. How hard this is for my kid doesn't mean that they're a bad parent. It just means that it's something different that we need to figure out. I mean, I, it's not something we've ever done. Even though there's the hope there, do you think that there's also going to be more, that there's more uh, awareness around teachers' jobs now? And the like, wow, they really did all this. Like, do you think that actually helped the teachers in terms of um, uh, workload and pay? Do you think that's going to uh, affect it in the future? Nah, I'd like to say yes, but I yeah. can't. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, I don't think that that's going to change. I do think that this is going to make it so that um, there's more appreciation. Mm -hmm. But as far as workload and pay, uh, the, it, it's the job. The job is the job. Um, yeah. You got to do it. And, and yeah, now they know how hard it is. So maybe we'll get less of the, the you know, complaints. Um, but, I, you know, it, I don't think the other thing's really going to change significantly from this. If it does, you know, great. If not, then again, this is the job. This is what we need to do. And, and we're going to keep doing it. Yeah. Are there any, uh, any takeaways that, uh, that you wanted to tell any parents? Most of the, most of the people that listen to the podcast are parents. Yeah. <laughs> but like, what is, what are some key takeaways for, uh, for them? Um, I guess, you know, keep the structure, um, you know, definitely ask for help where you need it. Ask, ask the community out there, ask your teachers, ask, ask everybody, ask other parents. It's, mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you're not doing what you're supposed to. It just means you're trying to find a better way. Um, I've, I've created curriculum before and I've made these lessons that on paper, I'm like, this is the best thing ever. And halfway through the first lesson, I'm like, I'm never teaching this again. This is terrible. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically where you guys are at, where parents are at right now is we're testing stuff out. And if it works great, let's use it again. And if it doesn't, let's throw it out and try something different. Yeah, uh, and and it's frustrating, and and when you're getting to that point where you're just screaming at your kid because you know for some reason four plus four keeps being nine, uh, take a break. It's okay. Take yeah. a break. Let them take a break, and then and tackle it again another time. Um, don't don't overwhelm yourself to the point where you're just screaming back and forth because then no one's learning anything. Right. Absolutely. That that's great advice. Uh, and you know I, I was even in um in uh, one of the classes I was in with my son they it was so it was <laughs> hope doesn't get around her but the teacher it was so bad they were playing a they weren't just giving a youtube video out to watch they were actually sharing their screen playing the youtube video that way i'm like this is just horrible and the youtube video was like you know probably nine nineteen ninety one. 1991 like <laughs> it was so bad like why are we doing this like and it was this person's reading a book. I'm like, how about the, and my, I didn't say this, but I was like, maybe the teacher just should either A, send the video to us or B, read the book herself. Yeah, uh, and it, I, I'm sure. It's a learning the curve, you know? Yeah, and again, I'm sure the teacher didn't plan for it to be that bad. I did a lesson this year that um, I've done in the past and I changed it around a little bit this year. And uh, my principal happened to walk in while I was doing the lesson. And uh, the introduction to the lesson was the one that I've done 
for years and it was great. And then we get into the activity part, which I was trying something new and it just fell apart, completely fell apart. And, Mm -hmm. and he came in for an evaluation for an observation for that. And so, you know, after our observations, we're supposed to go down and meet and talk about it all. So I walk into the office and uh, she's got her notepad in front and she says, so what did you think of the lesson? Let's start with that. I go, I thought the lesson was terrible. And she goes, okay, well, that's all I had written down. <laughs> and we, <laughs> no, we, we talked about it and, and, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a, you know, a situation where I went in and I'm like, oh no, I'm in trouble. It was a, all right. So this is what I liked about the lesson. This is what I didn't. Let's figure out what works, what doesn't and, and fix it. And uh, yeah, parents have to approach this in that situation and and you're going to try some stuff and you're going to have bad days and and your kids are going to have bad days. And let's hope that, you know, they're on, you know, you get those out of the way and then you guys have good days at the same time. And then, then everything seems perfect. Um, I think that we just got to keep it going and and keep trying. Yeah. I think that's a a big key thing is that they don't, when parents are reflecting on, they're not really reflecting on it from the same, um, trained mindset of a teacher it's like okay what worked in it what was the goal what was i trying to do what worked what didn't work what can i try next right uh even if it's like even if it's uh, a normal person talking about diet or exercise or teaching it's like that mindset is very um uh i don't know it's not it's not as common it's not the average right. mindset right well- and that's it. The, the the growth mindset is is kind of changed and it's come around a lot lately in the mm-hmm. past few years. And I think it's really, really important to understand that we're we're not a society that does this whole uh fail or pass type of thing. It's it's there's no such thing as fa- in my classroom, for example, that kids know there's no such thing as failing. You can't fail the only way you fail is if you quit. Every mm-hmm. time you make a mistake, you learn from it. Every time you do something wrong or something doesn't work, you have to figure out why, think about why didn't that work and then change it. And it's the same approach. I mean, that's the approach I take to teaching anyway. I, you know, I like to try new things in the mm-hmm. classroom. I like to make up my own stuff. And sometimes it works great. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's okay. And I can get to the end of it and say, all right, now I can fix it. Other times it's bad right from the beginning. And I have to go into my, my, you know, backup plan right away. And I think that that mindset is what's going to help parents is to understand that yeah we all know that this isn't something you've done before this isn't something any of us have done before and you're gonna have things that don't work and that's okay but don't don't get frustrated to the point where you just give up you know that that's awesome i i love that and i'm a huge fan of growth mindset and i was just watching this video on on netflix actually like 100 humans and it's kind of cheesy but the one video they had is they had a group of people saying, we're going to pay you $400 if you can build the tallest tower out of these supplies. And the other group, they said, we're going to see who can do this, who can build the tallest tower out of these supplies. So there's no reward. Mm-hmm. And so the group uh, that was given all money, there's like a, a 50 people in different groups given money or the, the reward of money. Everyone was like more either quieter. They didn't want to suggest a dumb idea. They were more intense. They were more focused. They're more, uh, on edge, they're a little more upset uh, yeah. to get the money. And the people who didn't have the money as a reward, who felt like it was just fun and creative without that sort of pressure of, say, passing or failing like you're talking about, they actually had more fun. More groups actually had a tower that stayed up. And that group was the group that made the tallest tower as well. Yeah, of course. So it's like, okay, you take sort of, not that pressure is bad, but if you know, you hold a gun to an artist's head and say, paint me a masterpiece. It's like, nope, 
yeah, it's probably exactly. not going to happen. Yeah. So, so that's another thing that we got to focus on is the motivators and what it is that motivates because it's different for everybody. What motivates you might not be what motivates me. And um, that, you know, for me, that's, that's huge in a classroom and, and knowing your own kids and things like that. My kids are all four of them are different motivating. I can motivate my daughter with a candy, with a piece of candy. Um, my okay. son's like, man, I don't want candy. I don't care. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> you know, if you finish, if you finish that reading, you, you get this and they're like, yeah, one of them's like, yay. The other one's like, yeah, so what? If I don't read, I don't have to worry about either one. So, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a situation that again, it's all trial and error and we gotta, we gotta make it go. Um, I do have another show that you should watch though. If you have Disney plus it's called shop class. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah. It's a really good one. We've been watching. That's been uh, one of our wrap ups of the day is watching uh, an episode of shop class. And basically they have three teams um, of kids uh-huh. And they're given, they're given materials and a, and a specific goal, a specific type of project that they have to build. And then they just go and do it. And then it is a competition where they, they, they pick a winner each week uh-huh. and it's a bracket type of thing, but it's a really cool thing. And we haven't watched an episode yet where at least one of my kids haven't been like, I want to do that. That's so really cool. cool. You know, that reminds me back in, back in the day, I would watch, uh, maybe you did too, the old Yankee workshop. So it wasn't no, really competition. No, you didn't watch that. It was like a no, woodworking show on some like PBS kind of channel. And I would sit there on weekends just like, I want to make a chair and a table and <laughs> oh, I want to fix this. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was so cool. That's funny. Um, so what do you think that um, uh, even though summer vacation's coming up and now parents are more equipped with the tools of learning, do you think that it is recommended or what are your thoughts on actually kind of keeping the ball rolling until the school year uh even if it's a slower roll yeah so i i'd love to see that um i'd love to see that happen within reason so again it's it is summer vacation and and look forward to summer i mean i know i did um so so to keep a, a structure again you know maybe a half an hour of reading should be something standard every day um maybe a couple math practice things for for my son we play uh we play pokemon the card game yeah and uh and he has to add up all the points and i check it over but he has to do the math to add it all up and we keep a running record of it all and that's his math that's uh, awesome and that's that's and, awesome yeah so stuff like that where it can still be a game um and and, and used but they're doing the math uh mm-hmm. you know i'd love to see that again not something as strict as what this distance learning is, is going now or not as rigid, but definitely, definitely keeping up with some of this so that you don't get that fallback. Um, again, our favorite science lessons so far have been, you know, walking outside and, and, and looking at stuff mm-hmm. that counts. Just talk about what's there and, and, you know, stuff like that I'd like to see more of. And I know a lot of parents do that already. And I don't think that that'd be too far out of the comfort zone. Um, but maybe now they're kind of more focused on the type of stuff that we're doing in the classroom as opposed to just kind of pulling it out of thin air. Awesome. Hey, man, well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, hopefully this helps uh, the parents that are listening and uh, give, them, give them some ideas and lowers their, or at least fixes some expectations that might be too high. Yeah. All right, man, take care. Have a good one. Yeah.